Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. Lisa and I are grateful that you've joined us. And today we're going to have a conversation about how we name need as possibility rather than as demand. It's such an important topic conversation because for so many of us, and I think for so many couples therapeutically that I work with that I've seen, uh, how we express need, how we offer need, how we speak need uh, with and toward one another uh, has the possibility to create connection as well as the possibility to create disconnection. So our hope in this conversation with you uh, is that you might be able to be aware of the way in which you as a couple uh, navigate need, how you express need, how you offer need, uh, the ways in which uh, it might lead to something of the nature of collaboration uh, and or at times it might create a sense of distance. And I think that's often what happens in our marriage uh, with regard to need. Also, as we continue, Lisa, I just did want to say to you, uh, thank you. Thank you for for listening. For those of you that uh, reach out to us, uh, thank you for that. For some of you, you've asked, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, and you can find us uh, on the website, thereconnectinstitute.com. There's also a contact form on there. Uh, some of you have offered feedback in terms of questions or topics that you hope that we might have a conversation around. And so feel free to reach out to us in that way. So naming need as possibility rather than demand. I also think that sometimes we um, we don't name need. We maybe hide need. We um, feel that we don't know how to express it. So then we just sort of keep it to ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's it's a thought we're having, but, but we don't feel like either it's going to be acceptable or um, possible or we're we're not worthy of having that need be met, so we don't bring it up. So I think there's, first of all, it's hard to even put words to it, but then sometimes I think we, we just kind of bury it because mm-hmm. we, either we don't believe we deserve it or... Or the other might not respond well. Right, or it just gets hidden. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For example, a few hours ago, Lisa and I were at the hardware store, <laughs> which... Uh, I, I don't know if we would have ever imagined that we would go to a hardware store together, but it's actually quite, it's, it's fun. It's funny. Yeah. It's turning into some fun. Together. Uh, it is. And, and so we're learning this, I guess, new phase maybe in our marriage, uh, connecting in different ways. So we walk in the, the hardware store. Uh, we start walking down the aisle and Lisa says something very kindly. Uh, I would like to find some lights, uh, to put on the, on our driveway, uh, so that people could drive on a driveway and not drive into the, the grass and 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 my immediate response was no <laughs> and 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 within probably i don't know maybe 20 seconds 30 seconds i realized what was that about H- how come i we tend to believe that we have the privilege authority freedom to uh, to just simply say no to what the other offers you you offered it exactly that as possibility i would like to uh I would really like to find some lights for the driveway. And and I think that's, that's in, in a way, that was perfectly offered. 
because it's offered as possibility. It's not offered as demand. There's not a tone that implies we have to do this. And I think this is where for so many of us, we get stuck. And for couples that are in maybe different levels of distress and disconnect, they tend to hear an expression like that as implying something of demand rather than possibility. And and my I think in this moment, like being able to talk about it with you, Lisa, but also as those of you listening, is to wonder just for a moment about what gives us the belief maybe, uh, or even the right or the privilege to dismiss or deny what the other is offering. And I think like what you just said, Lisa, that's where we have been stuck often. That's where couples become stuck often because what happens in moments like that is we then refrain. We then might, like you said, minimize or hide the need uh, because the other somehow might dismiss it or ignore it or somehow minimize it. And so here's the hope in this moment is for each of us to maybe be aware of what is it that helps me to hear the other's need as possibility rather than as demand. And and sometimes we, I think, automatically respond with maybe silence or a no, or I can't do that, or that's impossible, because it's out of what we expected, meaning that sometimes when need is offered toward one another, I think what happens therapeutically, relationally for so many of us in marriage is is it wasn't what we thought was about to happen. And it can feel disruptive. It can feel like, wait, wait, that wasn't in the plan. We're, we're going to the hardware store for some nails and for some tape. Uh, and, and now all of a sudden something is being added to what we already expected. And I think that's what happens for many of us in moments like that. Right. And I think for us, I think you had a plan of how you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we, we're going with our plan and then, you know, we're going to just go forward with it. And then all of a sudden the other has another way of doing it. Oh, how about this? And we've already worked it out in our head. And so we know this is what we want to do and this is how we're going to do it. Um, you know, another one that just came up earlier today was starting to make Christmas plans. And I think people, Mm. um, might be doing that now. Like, okay, who's going to come? What time are people going to come? Where are we going to go? Just all of those type of plans. And it's There's easy lots of to, logistics. Right. And yeah. it's easy for one of us maybe to get something in our head. This is what I think would work out best without even knowing that we haven't communicated it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you might say, well, I think it'd be great if we did it at this time. And, and, and all of a sudden my, my thought process is, well, wait, no, I've already got it in my head a certain way. And so it just comes across like, no, I, we, we can't change the plan. This is how mm. we're going to do it. And so I think it's super common. It just happens daily. Yeah, I think sometimes we just assume or make the assumption that the other somehow is uh, going to say no or minimize it or somehow insinuate or offer words or even a, a roll of eyes or something that can imply what we need or what we hope for or what we desire is less than. Uh, and and I think what what I want to highlight even for us in this conversation is that's where for for I think for us, but I think in particular for couples that are in maybe moments of, of difficulty, is that pattern has been rehearsed over and over and over again. It becomes an embedded rut, if you will. Uh, and and our hope in this is to be able to be aware of what what is it that keeps me from being able to express need as possibility. And I think sometimes it is that fear mm, and or caution that the other somehow will say, mm, no thanks, or I, I don't wanna do that. And so 
how do we hear need? So it's not just offering need, but I think it's how we hear mm-hmm. need as possibility. That's a key shift for many of us. Is it's not so much about the expression of need. That's that's important. The way you offered that, I would like to find some lights for the driveway. Beautiful, wonderful. But but how come we are at times unable to hear that as a possibility? Because your invitation in that is it's meant to collaborate, and collaborate really is to join together to to create an outcome that is desired for both of us. It's a working toward an outcome that we both long for. I was working with a couple recently, uh, and. One of them said about the other, uh, well, he or she, I won't name specifically, but he or she is really good at collaboration at work, but how come they're not good at collaboration in, in our marriage? And and I think that's true for, for us at times as well, is that I think the collaboration takes a lot of work. It's intentional. And sometimes the outcome maybe isn't what we hope for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the word collaboration, and I want you to kind of unpack what how you use it in therapy, because I think the the word that people often come to is compromise. Um, and I know this is different than compromise. And, and I know you don't really, you know, promote the word compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you distinguish between collaboration and compromise? I think collaboration is a, we'll use that word joint. And in a way, it's even defined like that. There's a There's a joining of toward an outcome that is desired by both. Uh, I think compromise sometimes implies one has to give up something. Mm. And that's the difference. Mm. I think a a collaboration is a movement toward rather than one moving away Mm. uh, from what they hope for or desired. Sort of like, I'll get my way this time and you can have your way next time, which doesn't seem to Mm -mm. build connection. I don't think so. I, I think... I think compromise it's like keeping score. I mean, in Kelly. a way, yeah, it's almost overrated because compromise it, it it somehow implies I have to give up something, which which uh, of course at times is true, but I think collaboration has such a, a, a potential for goodness of the outcome because it's desired by both. It was work towards something. We work at this together. Uh, it, it's a it, in a way, it's a, almost like a joint project. Mm-hmm. So by by nature, it's going to build intimacy. I think so hopefully in mm-hmm. a positive light. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's some negative where we're having to work it out and explain you know, why we're thinking a certain way or mm-hmm. we want a certain thing. But in the process, I guess you're going to build more intimacy because you're going to understand. And I think we've been able to do this more than we could do earlier in our mm-hmm. marriage where maybe we were more prone to mm-hmm. just compromise. Fine, do it your way. you know. Mm-hmm. And now we've learned a little bit more how to be curious. Like, well, Tell me about how you want to do it. And I think we've both learned a lot about the other, about, oh, gosh, that does make sense. But maybe before we would just say, fine, just do your way. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what is so essential in the interaction uh, around need is that we can both express need as possibility, but we hear need as possibility. And I think that... Uh, it, it became even more, more clear recently working with a couple where I, I simply said those words. I said, I, I think I think your your spouse is longing to hear need. The expression of need is possibility. And, and the, the other, the arms went up like, yes, that's it. Uh, that That is that is what I long for and hope for is, is that I can hear need or that need can be expressed as possibility, not as demand, uh, not as requirement, but as invitation. And I think where we, uh, in our marriages, I think we respond well, uh, react well, collaborate well when we hear that need as invitation. 
but also when we respond to the need as invitation. So they go hand in hand. So even the way we express it and respond to it is a form of collaboration. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's lots of different needs. And how do we distinguish them? How do we make them known? I, I think sometimes our needs are mutually exclusive. We've talked about that before. Yes. Where I want this, you want that. And so, you know, how do we how do we have a conversation about that? And then there's the needs that are more hidden, like, gosh, I really would love some time on my own. I'd love to take a, you know, a, a little day trip or mm-hmm. I'd love you to watch the kids for me or things that you kind of are almost in the, you know, it's a dream, it's a fantasy. Like, I don't know if I can ask for this. Um, and then there's the ones that are, we're feeling really upset about and we really need this to happen. Like, you know, I need you to text me during the day or call me during the day because I, I really need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all different yeah. variety of needs, I think. There are, there are, there are so many variables to the levels of need. I think where some couples, and, and this has true, been true for us, is where we can get stuck or become stuck. It's when we hide what we need through what isn't true. For example, this is often common for couples that are struggling. Something like they might approach their spouse with the words, I feel really disconnected, or I feel disconnected, or I feel far from you. I feel like there's distance, something like that. Uh, rather than what is hoped for or what is needed. Sometimes we can hear what isn't as a form of criticism or what's not okay or what's not right, rather than what could be. And I think that's the framework, if you will, for how we offer need as possibility uh, rather than what isn't. I think we all respond much better to, to what could be rather than what isn't. Uh, what would be really important for me is, or like the words you were just saying, what I would really like is, or what I really hope for, or I think what I need is. It, it Again, it, it it is framed in that theme of possibility. And I think what happens for couples that can feel stuck is when we hear what isn't true uh, or what is quote-unquote wrong uh, rather than what could be. What helps you, what would you say, Lisa, helps you to hear uh, need as possibility? What helps you to hear mm, the way I might express something as a possibility rather than hearing it as demand? Well, I mean, I think just the way you say it, you know, I think the words are actually really important about how we say it. I think Gottman calls it a softened startup sometimes. And so we, um, and again, maybe saying not in the defensive or you never this or I never get what I want or, you know, but it's more of, can I share with you something that I have been thinking about? Or can I share some, maybe a change that I'd like to happen? You know, I think sometimes it's hard when we're kind of in a a cycle of doing something and then we, we, we want to make a change. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard to communicate, but I think when you communicate that in a way that, um, shares this is this is maybe what i need right now mm-hmm. and you know it's more of a curiosity it's more of a wonder mm-hmm. it's more of a um softened startup i think i can hear that as possibility yeah i think it it, it often comes across when we use that phrase softened startup he, he uh the gottmans used that phrase when they were specifically talking about conflict but it i think is a very helpful phrase for how we navigate need and, and how we start uh, has so much impact in the way that we end. So let's talk about some basic examples. Things like, 
uh, I would really like it if uh, I could go or it would work out for me to go mountain biking this weekend. That's an example. Versus something like, you know, I haven't had any time away and and I am feeling really cooped up and I, I, I have to go mountain biking this weekend. It's a very different tone. It's a very different way we express it. First was offered as possibility. The other was offered, I think, in a way as a demand. Like this has to happen. And And for most of us, we don't tend to respond well when it is implied it has to, or this has to be true, or it has to happen. Uh, we hear and respond, I think, well to moments like that. I would really like to spend some time with my friends this weekend. Uh, versus, I haven't seen my friends forever, and I have to go see them. Like it's, I mean, mm-hmm. those of you listening, you can tell the difference, but I think we aren't always a, <clears throat> aware of the difference in moments like that. Mm-hmm. And especially if, well, yeah, but we were planning to, you know, go get our Christmas tree and we were planning to do this and that. Um, I think if we're thinking of the word collaboration, we're going to be maybe more curious in our response. So, wow. Okay. So you need some time. Let's look at the schedule. Let's, let's look at it and, you know, let's talk about Mm -hmm. what our schedule is. Let's talk about what our different needs are. Okay. What are the things we need to get done? You know, so then there's more of this conversation, collaboration, and maybe even a little insight into, are you really feeling like, you know, maybe work has been stressful this week, so you really need to get out and go do this. And so that might take precedent over something maybe we already planned on, but without sharing that, you know, I have been stressed out and so I really need to go get some exercise. Mm -hmm. That can give a little insight into Mm -hmm. what's going on with you and then I might understand better. Sometimes the tension in our marriage and in marriages in general uh, has to do with a lack of time together, uh, the lack of intentional time together. And we, you know, we might be going along, along, and we're starting to feel frustrated and maybe a bit resentful and might blurt something out like, we, we haven't spent time together in a whole week, or we never spend time together, versus, I really miss you, and I would love to spend some time with you this week. It, it, like Those are, those are such... Mm, this is so different in the way we both express that and in the way that we hear that. We hear it as possibility because it's been expressed as possibility. When we hear it as demand or we hear the need expressed in disappointment, I think that's where, where the, there's distance, where we move away from that rather than move toward it. Mm-hmm. The, the other piece we want to highlight, I think, also is sometimes we're not able to be able to meet the need of the other. And of course that's true. It, it might not work this weekend or it might not work tonight or it might not work out well. And, and is there freedom in our marriage to be able to say, I know that's really important to you. I see how that means the world to you or it means something to you, however we phrase it. And I'm, I'm just so tapped out. I, I don't know if I have the energy for it this weekend. Uh, but for many of us, what keeps us from not being able to communicate what we aren't able to re- to provide is we are terrified, I think, at times of the other's disappointment. Mm-hmm. That we might see the look on their face or their demeanor shift. And of course, he or she's disappointed. You express a need as possibility. I, I might respond as, oh, I'm just so tapped out. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, we A couple weekends ago, we were spending a lot of time with people. I think we had three different social engagements scheduled. And there was a third one coming up. And... And I think I just said, I'm so tapped out. I just don't know if I can do this. And I think for many of us, we don't always feel the freedom because our spouse 
might feel disappointed that the need might not might not be responded to, mm-hmm. or we might not be able to meet that need. Right, and that's definitely been data for us. I think I, I have more of a, I'd like to do more things with people, and so as we've discussed this, you know, and gotten to know each other and and our stories and how they impact us, I've realized how you have different limits than I do, and so it might be. I might be more open to hearing what, um, what you might share and, and how you share it can really open that up. Mm-hmm. So as we come to a close, our, our hope for you, for those of you listening is, may you be aware of how you express need. May you be intentional about offering need as possibility that leads to a sense of collaboration uh, that it potentially invites even connection in that. And that how we might be intentional, how we hear need as possibility rather than demand uh, with the hope that there would be a movement toward the other because we both offer it as invitation and we hear it as invitation. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>